0: Happy 6 a.m. Uh, today we're talking about the justice of God, which to me parallels with the mercy of God. And so we're going to focus kind of on the mercy seat this morning. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 17, uh, this is where uh, God has given Moses the, the plans and the details, the instructions for the tabernacle, but also the inside of the tabernacle um, to worship and, and kind of the, the structure and qualifications for worship. And In verse 17, it says this, you shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two two cubits and a half shall be its length and a cubit and a half its breadth. And you shall make two cherubim of gold, hammered work that you shall make of them on the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub on the end and the other cherub on the other end. And of one piece, of one piece with the mercy seat, you shall make the cherubim of its two ends. The cherubim shall spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings, their faces one to another. Toward the mercy seat shall their faces, the faces of the cherubim be. And you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And in the ark, you shall put the testimony that I shall give you. There I will meet you. So he, God is telling Moses, I will meet you. One, at the ark of the covenant, which is the place of his presence. but from the place of mercy, which is the mercy seat. There I'll meet you. And from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the ark of the testimony, I will speak with you about all that I will give you in commandment for the people of Israel. So God speaks from the mercy seat because there's no other way for him to speak. He's a God of justice. And so the only way to hear his voice is for him to extend mercy. And so the, the mercy seat, And the tabernacle was the place in which God's voice would settle and dwell in. And so God still speaks from a place of mercy today. So his presence is a place of mercy, but also a place of his voice. And so today as we pray, we need to enter in into the tabernacle and enter into the presence of God. And the only way we can get there is by mercy and to rest in that mercy and to be grateful for that mercy and to worship from that mercy and let God speak to us from a place of mercy. And as you do, I pray for clarity, I pray for vision, I pray for rhema words as you read your Bible, and I pray for God's word to be more clear and distinct than it has been in many, 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 many moments. Father, we bless you. And we thank you that you are a God of justice. You right every wrong. No evil doing goes unseen. But Father, you are a God of justice, but you're also a God who makes a way through mercy for us to be justified in you. And so Father, we just thank you right now for your presence. Just as you were telling Moses here in Exodus 25, that there's a proper way to enter into the presence of the Lord. And Father, we know that you reside at the Ark of the Covenant, this place of covenant, but also you speak for mercy. And right now, Father, I pray we can dwell at the mercy seat and we can hear your voice and you can speak to each and every situation everyone has in this room and online. Father, every situation, every circumstance, every decision that needs to be made. Father, every guidance, every, every instruction they need, that, Father, they hear your voice and your voice guides them and directs them and leads them. So, Father, we thank you for your voice this morning. We just pray for clarity, we pray for open ears, we pray for open heavens. We pray for open hearts. in Jesus' name.
1: To, I won't be
2: overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me. See things like you do, God, I look to you.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you.
3: Your mercy never fails me all oh, my day. I've been held in Your hands from the moment that I wake up till I lay my head. I will sing of the good. Ah have led me through the fire, in darkness nights, you are close like we give all of me for all you are. I don't want to move only unless you unless you go with me. One thing Your spirit, the valleys low. Show me your glory. My heart and flesh cry. Show. My heart, my flesh My heart, my flesh, my heart, my flesh go. Dwell in your house for all my days, all my days I want to dwell. dwell in your house, I want to dwell in your house for all my days, for all my days, I want to dwell in your house, dwell in Dwell in your... your Show me your glory, Lord, you you're wrong I you're all I, you're all I need. show me your glory. It's all for you. It's all for your glory It's not for my glory Lord it's all for your glory It's not for my glory It's all for your glory It's not for my glory It's all for your glory it's not for my glory It's all for your glory Jesus It's not for my glory It's all for your glory It's not for my glory It's all for your glory God. It's not for my glory For your glory. It's all for your glory. You're a just God. You're a mighty. I will fear no evil, for I know You are with me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for You're with me. It's for All
1: for your glory All for
0: your glory and told the same of the next time he heard his name being called God to say speak Lord for your servant is listening so right now we just say speak Lord your servants are listening like if any of you had got put something upon your heart or heard god's voice and you think it is an encouragement to others or something maybe everyone needs to hear um, if you would just come down forward and share that with everybody so we'll, we'll wait like 30 seconds through the tabernacle this morning. So some of you are familiar with this, that we've used this from Dr. Cho a time or two, but there's six stations in the tabernacle. And so as the priest would walk in into the presence of the Lord, there's a process. There was a, a form of worship that had to be walked out in order to walk into the presence of God correctly. And it started in the outer court where the brazen altar was, which is the place of sacrifice, a place of death, a place of offering. Then there was a laver, which is a place of washing and cleansing after you've made those sacrifices. Then they'd be able to walk into the holy place and the holy place, there'd be a candlestick. There'd be the table of showbread and there'd be an altar of incense. And then from there, there was a a great veil, but on the day of atonement, the priest could walk into the holy of holies through that veil. And we know when Jesus died upon the cross, that veil was torn. So now we can walk in as well behind the holy of holies is the Ark of the Covenant or the Mercy Seat. And so we're gonna pray through these just as we're entering in, just like that priest would. And so the brazen altar in the New Testament is the place of the cross, place of salvation, a place of death, a place of blood, a place of sacrifice, a place of offering. And so as we begin to walk into the presence of God, we're gonna stop right here at the cross of Jesus. That's when you begin to thank him for salvation, for the blood. That he's poured out for you and for what he's done for you that's moved you from death to life father we thank you right now for the cross that has paid the penalty for sin death hell and the grave and father we thank you for jesus and the perfect blood the unblemished holy blood then the the brazen altar there be hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of sheep and goats and doves that were bloated, poured down the altar, but it wasn't clean enough, it wasn't holy enough to make a permanent solution. And Father, right now, we thank you for the perfect blood of Jesus that still has the power, that still has the, the beauty, that still has the purity to cleanse us from the inside out. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that gives us the authority to dismiss and rebuke sin, to walk beyond temptation. We thank you, Father, for doing with the sin, but also dealing with the sinner, Father, and giving us new life in Jesus. And so, Father, we all stand here in thanksgiving and in gratitude for the sacrifice that was made on our behalf to give us access to you. Oh, Father, let us never lose sight of a bloody cross. Help us to never lose the perspective of salvation is not free. Father, help us to keep a gratitude and a right mindset of the power of the blood. Father, as the priest would walk past the altar after the sacrifice to be covered in the blood of bulls and goats and animals. Father, we just ask that you allow for us to be covered in the blood of Jesus. From the crown of our heads to the bottom of our feet. From the deepest, most inner parts of our being and our soul. To our minds, to our bodies, to our spirits, to our mouths. Let us be covered in the blood of Jesus. And then, Father, they would stop at the labor. and the labor's place of washing. Washing off the blood before you entered into the presence of God. But it was also a place that the laver was a polished metal. And that when the priests would look down upon that laver to wash their face and wash their hands. They would see a reflection of themselves in the laver. It's for us we believe in the New Testament. It's a place of cleansing and preparation. where we look at ourselves against the image of Jesus. And look and see where we conform and where we don't conform. What is in me that's unclean? What is in me that doesn't line up? What is in me that doesn't reflect the character or the life or the love of Jesus? There's a place of reflection. So right now I just want you to pray for God to, one, cleanse you, but also wash you and renew you and prepare you. Father, we thank you for the washing of the Holy Spirit. We pray in these moments right now for just reflection as we look into the presence of our most holy God. That you give us a glimpse, even as James said, to look in the mirror and to see the things about us, to see the things that don't line up, Father, that we can see them so we can repent of those and change those so we can have a perfect standing with you father we won't break communion that father we can have a boldness and a confidence as we walk into your presence that father we've been cleansed and renewed and regenerated and rewashed it's father right now we just pray for a washing of your spirit upon our minds cleanse our minds of all anxiety cleanse our cleanse our minds of all stress cleanse our minds of all lustful thoughts cleanse our minds of all temptation cleanse our minds of all anger and frustration cleanse our minds father cleanse our our hearts of any bitterness or unforgiveness. Father, cleanse our hands of any impurities. Father, cleanse our mouths of any impure speech. And wash white as snow. And the priests, after they made the sacrifice and been covered in the blood and after they'd washed in the labor, they would change clothes. They put on new clothes that were white and cleansed and holy garments. And they begin to walk into the holy place. And in the holy place, the first thing the priest would see when he walked in the holy place was a candlestick. And that candlestick would illuminate the entire holy place because there was no windows to look in with. The only light that would be in the holy place would be the light of these candlesticks. In Isaiah eleven two, he called the, the candlestick the seven spirits of the Lord. So this candlestick represents the illumination of the Holy Spirit that when you're being led by the Holy Spirit, it can be as dark as it possibly could be and you still don't need a flashlight, you don't need headlights because the Holy Spirit has plenty enough light to illuminate your direction and guide you through every dark moment and dark season and dark storm of your life. The Holy Spirit can illuminate the Word of God and it can illuminate your life, it can illuminate you with wisdom and these seven spirits are the, one is the Spirit of the Lord, The presence of the Lord in your life. And the second one is wisdom. Wisdom to navigate and make decisions and and to know the perfect will of God. Next one is understanding. To understand him and understand his ways. And then his counsel. To counsel us and comfort us and advocate for us. Then the spirit of might, which is to give us power and strength and power. And then the spirit of knowledge to, to understand God's word and to know him at a deeper level to know ourselves Because no one can search a man more than the spirit of a man. And the spirit of that man, Jesus, lives on us. And he can guide us into knowledge of who Jesus is. And the last one is the fear of the Lord. So we're praying right now, Father, for these seven spirits to be released into this house. To be released into your people. And Father, not just the spirits of the Lord, but also the gifts of the spirit to flow in and through your people. We ask right now for an increase In the illumination of your spirit In our lives and in this church Father an illumination An increase In the gifts of the Holy Spirit To flow in and through your people Father gifts of power And gifts of revelation Father gifts of service And gifts of help That Father we're open and yielded vessels For your spirit to move in and through your people Father we also pray for an increase In the fruit of your spirit They can be the tangible advertising and marketing for the kingdom of heaven. People that walk around with ripe fruit of the kingdom. Fruit of love and of hope and of peace and of joy and of long suffering. Father, that people can see and grab a hold of and, and can take a bite of the kingdom through the lives we live. That illumination would light up the table of showbread, which is the word of God. And right now, Father, we just ask for a fresh revelation of your word, a fresh hunger for your word. Father, there's so much hunger for technology and attention of social media and videos and YouTube and TikTok and social media and news and and all the Netflix and Hulu and sports and entertainment. There's so much hunger for so much other stuff to consume. Father, I pray for a hunger in your church to consume the written logos and rhema word of God. It's by your word we live and we live alone. That sustains our souls, that sustains our minds, that sustains our lives. Father, not just words upon a paper, but words jumping off the paper into our souls and our spirits. That you can write your words upon the tablets of our heart. Father, we pray for our hunger for your word, not just in us, but Father, in in the next generation, in the young adults of your church, in the teenagers of your church, in the kids of this church. Father, a hunger to know your word at a deeper level, a hunger to consume your word, a hunger to read your word, a hunger to to write your word, a hunger to pray your word. Father, allow your Holy Spirit to light up the word in our lives. But then there's a place of the altar of incense. So in the holy place you had you had light, you had food, you had sustenance, but you also had Smell. So God was using all these five senses to stir the heart and the spirit of the priest. And he would smell this amazing smell that God called a sweet and pleasing aroma unto the Lord. And every time the priest would smell that smell, it would realign him or reconnect him to the last time he was in the presence of the Lord. This incense is a place of worship that should remind us Of whose presence we're in. And so, Father, right now we worship you. We don't just sing songs. We worship you with our hearts. We worship you with our thoughts. That, Father, you are our God. You are our redeemer. You are our refuge. You are our strength. You are our father. You are our best friend. You are a healer. You are our Lord. You are our rock. You are our protector. You are a provider. You are our rest. You are our peace. You are our eternal king. We worship you in this place. There's no other name in which we could be saved. There's no other name in which we could trust in. There's no other name in which we can rest in. You are our Sabbath. And the priest, after he'd worshiped, he would boldly and courageously walk through this heavy veil into the Holy of Holies. A place that was unique and special and custom. A place that it was a privilege and an honor to be able to walk into. And when he walked in, he would see this amazing Ark of the Covenant, covered in gold, just radiating with the glory of God. And the presence of God would dwell there and he would meet with the priest almost as a face-to-face. And on top, on top of the Ark of the Covenant would be that mercy seat. And from that mercy seat, God would speak to the priest. And that priest could make intercession and request in the presence of God by mercy to God himself. He'd make his request known, not just his request, but his request for his family, his nation, his community, his people. So right now, I just want you to take just a few moments. I want you to begin to intercede, and you can do what they call the ripple effect. Start at the people closest to you, the people in your home, your family, and then move out to your friends, move out to your church, move out to the community, move out to the nation. We're in a season of, I believe, of deep intercession for our nation as things are changing all over the world. The church of the world and Afghanistan and Iran and Iraq and China and Miramar, There's so many things happening and it's by the prayers of God's people that God releases revelation on earth. He releases angels from heaven to earth to begin moving on behalf of his people. And so as you intercede in these next five to 10 minutes, I want you to begin just deeply interceding as if you're the priest sitting in the Holy of Holies at the Ark of the Covenant, looking at the mercy seat, experiencing the glory of God and you're taking these requests for your family and you're laying them there at the Ark of the Covenant you're taking the request of your church or chapel and you're laying them there at the Ark of the Covenant you're laying down requests for our community, and for our schools and for our nation at the Ark of the Covenant you're laying down your request and these needs for the church across the world and for other nations maybe that you have a heart for, you're laying them down at the of the Ark of the Covenant. you interceding if you have a spiritual language i encourage you to start lifting up that spiritual language and praying to god and, and letting that release from your spirit that perfect intercession that perfect prayer be released from your spirit if you don't have a spiritual language just begin to pray and, and worship god and release in english whatever your your needs your desires are to begin to lay those at the feet of jesus
3: To worship, I live, to worship, I live, I live to worship, oh, to worship. to work I live to worship, I live, I live to worship, oh to worship, I live to worship. to worship I just want to worship you I want to worship you I just want to worship you